0: Welcome to the Table for One podcast, a podcast for those of you who are cooking for one. so excited to share my interview today. I had the opportunity to talk to Miranda. She is a 24 year old who works in entertaining booking and development in Las Vegas. She loves to sing, dance, perform, watch movies, go thrifting, and she likes to travel. I'm just going to keep this short and let's get right into the interview. All right, Miranda, thanks so much for joining me today. Yeah. Thanks
1: so much for having me.
0: So let's get started. Tell me a little bit about eating at your house as you were growing up.
1: Uh, growing up, I have a lot of really fond memories, and kind of like a lot of people, I think there's a lot of standout recipes in my mind. One of the classics that we had growing up was called uh, Meatballs and Rice, Oh yeah? which I think every family might have a version of that, but it was basically like cream of mushroom soup, meatballs, some other fancy seasonings over rice, and I don't know, I loved that as a kid. Um So different staples like that stand out, but I also remember having a lot of instances, especially when I was in high school and things got really busy, and my family and I had worked on different schedules, and we had dance classes at night and different things like that. Uh, I had a lot of nights that were fend for yourself, Yeah. (laughs) which I don't think, uh, I hope if my mom's listening, she uh, isn't mad that I said that, but it wasn't a bad thing. Sometimes things get really busy, and it's okay to have, have nights like that, but... Um, I think another big thing that really stands out in my mind and still does about my family is that is my mom is super into baking, and I think that food-wise stands out in my mind as much as any meal we ever had together is the things that she would bake, uh, and she's still a super good and talented baker, so that kind of sticks out in my mind a little bit.
0: Oh, that's so fun. Well, and I think it's interesting to hear because we all have different experiences growing up, and I think they're all good for one reason or another. And and um, part of that could be, like, we want to continue what we grew up, like, a similar way of eating or cooking mm-hmm. than we did growing up. Or finding things that we didn't like and then know that we want to do something differently. So yep. I think either way it could end up being good.
1: Yeah, there wasn't a lot I didn't like, but there definitely... It does, it kind of... I think I, like... It's good when you have – you come from a situation where you have those meals that kind of bring back memories that you can always, like, go back to. And especially as you get older, you can always make those recipes or think of those times. And it's just kind of a comforting thing. And food becomes more than just food in that instance, I think. That was yeah. very, very deep, but
0: <laughs> – No, but I think that's an important – I think that's universal because we all have those – foods that are so, so tight, so strongly tied to memories, um, whether they're good or bad, whether you got sick or had a bad experience or on the other end, you know, shared them with people that you love and, and they're also really delicious to you. That's awesome. Do you have, um, any other foods other than the meatballs and rice that you said
1: that you have really fond memories of? Uh, let's see. There's a really good spaghetti sauce that comes from my grandma actually on my dad's side but we've always made it growing up and to me it ruins other spaghetti sauces because it also uses that like you put in a cream of chicken soup in it and then like the tomato sauce and a lot of the times we'd like to put vegetables in it and that really stands out and also my grandma's pancakes I get really really upset when my roommate tells me that her family or her grandma makes the best pancakes and it makes me want to fight her <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> that's my, not true <laughs> my grandma makes the best pancakes and it's just like one of those recipes I, I used to have pancake parties in college where I'd make this recipe of pancakes and it's just the best one and that really sticks out in my mind oh that's so
0: cool so first question or statement, I guess. I have never heard
1: of adding cream of chicken soup to tomato sauce. But as you're and describing it's it. it's not. It's been a while since I've made it, if you can't mm-hmm. tell. But it's like some cream sauce and, um, yeah, tomato sauce. And uh, we usually put chili powder in it as well. Oh, okay. It just adds a little bit of an elevated – it just ruins other plain marinara sauce for me. Yeah. Because it's just like a much more unique flavor. And I love it when we, uh, my parents have a garden and so sometimes we'll chop up zucchini or something to put into it or other vegetables, whatever we have laying around. And I just like, it's a little bit more of a fancy tomato sauce, I guess.
0: That's really cool. And I think it's, yeah, like you said, it's super unique and it really sounds good. And I'm, as you're talking, I'm like. I'm looking over and seeing this huge big bowl of vegetables that I've just grabbed from my garden and I've oh, got gosh. zucchini and lots of tomatoes. Yes. And now I know what I'm making for dinner tomorrow. <laughs>
1: that sounds yes. so good. And, I mean, this is a whole other topic, I'm sure, but vegetables mm-hmm. are so versatile and I just love working them into whatever. So they're yeah. just super chop up and throw in anything.
0: Oh, I know. I'm the exact same way. I think I think it's so easy to get caught up in recipes and maybe they call for specific vegetables, but I mean, I, I can't so really, interchangeable. well, yeah, I can't really think of many that are not interchangeable in that way. And I think spaghetti sauce is one of those really great um, opportunities to just throw in whatever. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Especially when you have produce and things lying around that, I mean, it goes bad really quickly. And mm-hmm. so sometimes I'm in a spot where I'm like, I know this is going to go bad. I should use it. And so you kind of have to just throw it into whatever you're already planning or have it as a side or something. And I think people could be intimidated, like, oh, that sounds like a lot of work to have to cook that. But it's really not that hard to saute some vegetables or to, um, I had a steamer all through college, like put it in a little bit of water in the microwave and have steamed vegetables. It's really easy. And it is a little bit more elevated than typical dorm room food I suppose
0: oh that's a good idea so that's something that you could do just get a, a steamer to put in the microwave you could do that whether you're living in a dorm yeah. or a small apartment without much space mm-hmm. and and also it's a lot faster to cook yeah. than it is over
1: the stove so yeah. oh for sure I had one of those kind of just plastic old pampered chef steamers with like the handle on it and mm-hmm. put in you can frozen veggies or something with a little bit of water. Uh, and that was always a super easy side and I would make a lot of it so I could use it over a couple days.
0: That's a good idea. Yeah. And I think too, you know, for those of us who are cooking for one, the common like concern or frustration is finding that balance of like eating something that's different, but also like enjoying leftovers and pretty much the convenience of that. And yeah. so as you're describing and I'm kind of adding my thoughts to it and I'm curious about your thoughts after this, but, um, like batch cooking different components. So like batch cooking, you know, those vegetables in the microwave and then you can throw them into pasta sauce or, I mean, really the opportunities are endless. You can Mm -hmm. add it to anything and have a lot of different flavors without having to chop
1: every single night. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I'll do that with meat too, because I love buying, ground turkey or something from the grocery store. And for a long time, I would keep like the raw turkey in the fridge. And then one night, I'll grind it up or ground, you know, cook it up to make some tacos or to put it on some spaghetti or something. And then it would just go bad really quickly. And then one day, I suddenly became smart enough to just cook it the night I bought it. Grind, ground it all up, put some seasoning on it, and then keep that cooked meat in my fridge that would last longer throughout the week, and then use it in the recipes that I made.
0: Yeah, that's something that I actually did recently too, and the reason I did that is because I thought I was really smart in buying a big thing of ground beef at Costco. <laughs> yeah, and and so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to buy this because I need it for recipe testing. And then I froze it into like a couple of different packages, but they were still too big to use like for actual individual meals. So (laughs) I had to cook up, you know, like three to four pounds of beef at the same time. And I did the same thing and it makes it so much easier. And like you just save so much time and it doesn't go
1: bad as fast. Yeah, exactly. And you don't have to To me as well, I think it becomes I don't wanna dirty as all these dishes night after night. Yeah. It'll pile up and so if I were to get out and have to cook raw meat or vegetables or whatever it may be every night and get out this huge pan, I would never do it. But it seems a little less daunting when I have a little less going on at night and I can just say, All right, I just have a half hour, I can sit and cook this meat or like get some grilled chicken or something and keep it or some vegetables. If I just invest that time, then it makes it so much easier because I can microwave it the rest of the week.
0: Yeah, it's so true. I think there's a couple things that you pointed on that I feel are really helpful um, and important. One of them is to like take advantage of the time that you're already cooking. Cause I think a lot of times we see like these inspirational ideas or whatever to meal prep. But a lot of the time that meal prepping is happening when you could be and probably want to be doing something else. But if you're doing that while you're actually cooking, you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. So have you you found that to be
1: helpful? Yeah, exactly. And I think, I don't know, when you said meal prepping in my head, I think there's a Preconceived notion of meal prepping that totally it's supposed to be easier, but it just does not seem easier. I'll see like different women and things on their Instagram being like, Oh, I'm doing my meal prep for the week, and I think it looks so terrible.
0: Yeah, like <laughs> your kitchen like is monster. a disaster area, <laughs> yeah.
1: and it's just like, and I was like, Oh, that just seems like it's gonna take hours. But I guess, yeah, to your point, meal prepping doesn't have to be this huge production where it's you know hours out of your day. I think a lot of people. Say I'll do it on a Saturday or Sunday, but I don't want to waste that time. But if I'm already, you know, I'm going to be cooking, um, cooking something anyway, some meat anyway for tonight, I might as well just do it in a larger batch. And it's not going to take up more time necessarily. It's just going to be smart about how you use your time. So I totally agree with that.
0: Yeah, I like how you say it. it's It's about being smart with your time because you're already mm-hmm. doing it and you might as well just do a little bit extra. And, you know, I mean, I'd be lying to say it takes the same amount of time. I guess if you're doubling the amount of meat, maybe not, um, yeah. like for two meals, maybe. But if you're doing a couple like a couple days worth, mm-hmm. it will take a little bit more time. But then at the end of the day, like
1: it you- still seems like less of an investment than planning a whole separate day to have to cook all this food. I don't know. It just seems like a little bit easier. And to me, yeah. I set that aside as my, you know, if I know I'm going to take a little bit more time to prep some food, that's my Netflix time. And I'll oh. turn on, pull out my computer and have a show going. And okay. So I want to go
0: back to what you were talking about. A little bit ago, when you were sharing, um, like batch cooking, and I Mm -hmm. think another thing that you brought up that I find to be super helpful and, uh, yeah, helpful for us is to kind of recognize—I don't want to call them limitations—but recognize those places that we're just like not going to make, that we're not going to do something that we feel like we should. So Mm -hmm. you said, you know you see all of those things online and it seems like a good idea, but also it seems like it takes a lot of time and it takes away from other things that you can be doing and it's okay to feel that way. And so finding ways to fit in cooking or eating or whatever it is into your normal life is Mm -hmm. a really productive thing. And I think, I don't know about your experience, but at least for me, once I started realizing that I needed to, um, more adjust more to my own lifestyle and, also um manage my expectations based off of what I'm like actually going to do. Uh-huh. I I feel so much less stressed about it and feel so much more comfortable with what I'm doing and it works better. I don't know. Tell me about your experiences with that.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think as well as you were saying that it made me think, you know, I'll compare myself which I mean we all naturally do to things on social media or things ideas you see on Pinterest and you know, it's easy to say, "Uh, I wish I could be meal prepping like that, or I wish I could be cooking meals like that. But I also think, for me, I'll get ideas in my own head where I'll set a goal for myself. I remember when I graduated college and moved to my new apartment, I told myself, oh, like, it's going to be great. I'm going to cook all the time. I'm going to try all these recipes. And you kind of have to manage expectations with yourself and realize there's going to be different seasons of time where I'm able to do more or less, if that makes sense. So there's been times where, you know, I, I've set an expectation for myself and I'm comparing it, I'm comparing my cooking habits to what I, the, that precedent that I set. And I have to recognize that there's going to be weeks and months where it's just not going to be like that. And that's okay. And because eventually I'm going to get to a point where I will be able to spend a little more time cooking and I will be able to enjoy it a little bit more. And so I think it's managing that expectation and realizing that your life, goes in seasons and you just kinda of have to learn to adapt to whatever punches life throws at you.
0: Imagine me with that fingers pointing up on a Facebook post going this, this, exactly <laughs> that. And like how could you make man the like term managing expectations a little bit sexier, you know? And <laughs> I I don't know, but it's I, I actually did a whole podcast um, episode and I I think it's already gone live. I don't know where I am in my schedule, but anyways, I I mean, it's a really important thing for us to do and, and to realize like, it's okay. Even if you have something planned and then Mm -hmm. things come in the way, or you're just not feeling like cooking, you can definitely go out and get something to eat or, you know, have cereal instead of whatever it was that you were planning. It's, it's all, it's all okay.
1: Not, Not to beat yourself up beat yourself up when that happens. And I think too, realizing the resources that are around you, because I know this isn't everyone's case, but I live about 20, 30 minutes from my parents. And so, you know, I'm very grateful when they invite me over to eat, or I know that I can go and help cook something over there. And so I'll take advantage of that. Or, um, if I do have a work event or something, recognizing, you know, there's there's some leniency because it is hard to have to always be worried about your meals, especially when you're single. And that's kind of, it doesn't sound like it should be hard, but sometimes it's a lot of mental prep and mental thought. So being able to use those outside resources, maybe there's, you know, a social gathering and just be grateful for those times where you don't have to put as much thought into it, I guess.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I like that. And I think too, <laughs> at least from a lot of people that I talk to and myself also being like cooking for yourself only for the most part (laughs) is there. It has a unique set of challenges because like you could literally do anything at any time. I mean, obviously there are constraints and so many other things, but if you don't have a family to cook for, you don't have anybody else with expectations or food preferences that you have to cook for, I mean mm-hmm. you really could do so many more things and that it, can be really overwhelming.
1: Well, it can be overwhelming, but I think it can also be fun. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like looking for things like reasons why it's kind of fun to be in this stage of life that I don't, you know, it's it's stressful sometimes thinking that I it's all on my shoulders to come up with what I'm going to have for dinner and all this stuff, but it's also kind of nice. I think You know, I was thinking about this the other day and I was making I can't even remember what I was making, but I was so glad that I was able to make my dish as spicy as I wanted because Mm -hmm. I it was just me and it didn't really matter what anyone else's preferences were. And so or it didn't matter if my meal really made sense. I was able to get a little bit more creative with what I made, kind of like you said earlier, being able to throw extra vegetables in at the last minute or you know, do something kind of different that I couldn't necessarily do if I had someone else's opinion to take into consideration.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think accepting and looking for the silver lining and things, you know, like in whatever situation you're in, Mm -hmm. we're in a, in a pretty cool position to be able to do whatever and to recognize that it doesn't have to be like this ideal thing. It's just, sometimes it's going to be feeding yourself and that's okay. And then other times it's going to be doing exactly what you want when you want it. And it's going to turn out exactly how you want it. And that's (laughs) awesome too. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. So let's go back. You talked a little bit about work. Well, we talked a little bit more about work, um, before we got on, before we hit record, but tell me a little bit about your work and how food kind of fits into that. I'm curious. I'm curious about that.
1: Yeah. So I work, Uh, in Las Vegas for MGM Resorts International. So we own about half of the hotel and casinos on the strip. Uh, We also have some properties on the East Coast and internationally. And I'm on the entertainment booking team. So I help. It's kind of what you think of, like, oh, we got to go talk to the agent and schmooze the agent and have this relationship. And determine the the contract and the deal points to get this artist to come do a, a concert at our venue. And it's working on a lot of development projects for new entertainment ideas. Uh, and so it's a lot of every day is different and my schedule is not super consistent. Um, sometimes it is and that's nice, but sometimes it is not. And that's kind of where that I have to be flexible comes into play. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grateful for, My current situation because they, I get a free meal at our employee dining room every day. So that's at least one meal I don't have to worry about. Yeah. Which which is kind of nice. So that helps. And then again, it's, I'm learning to eat out more because that comes with the job as well when I have to go with colleagues or agents or things like that to meet for dinners and stuff, which is a fun part of the job. Like, I don't mean to say that it's not fun. It's just I have to get used to it a little bit more.
0: <laughs> well, and like you said, you're, your default or you would rather be cooking at home and, and yeah, exactly. eating out means you're not cooking. So Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: Oh, that's so interesting. Thanks for sharing. Um, how have you found ways to kind of make that work? Or what have you learned along the line along those um, yeah since About-
1: starting cooking with this job and everything yeah sorry that was super not a good (laughs) train of thought (laughs) I got the gist I got the gist yeah I think it's been I think it's been modifying things that I was already familiar with doing from college when I was there um and learning to hold on to staples like food staples in my life it sounds kind of boring but I only have two or three breakfasts for instance that I kind of rotate between Mm -hmm. because for me it makes it so much easier to not only shop for food but also to prepare it in the morning when it's something like I don't have to think too hard and I'm the type of person that has to have breakfast I can't just like grab a slice of bread or grab like a protein shake and walk out the door like I have to have a decent breakfast or else I can't function throughout the day same Um, Yeah, so I usually, you know, I kind of think in my head when I wake up, am I going to have my oatmeal, or am I going to have my eggs, or whatever it may be, and it helps me simplify it, so when I do go grocery shopping in between my busy work schedule, I don't have to sit there and think about it, I just have a few core recipes that I really like, and I can always come back to, and kind of the same thing for dinner, I like getting creative when I can, but when... You know, I come home, usually I go grocery shopping on my way home from work. And after crossing traffic on Las Vegas Boulevard, like crossing the strip and as frustrating as that is every <laughs> single day, I'm not always in the mood to go grocery shopping and get super fancy and creative. Yeah. But if I am kind of just needing to stop really quick, I know what my three or four core dinners are. And as long as I know I have the ingredients for that, I'm happy for the rest of the week. <laughs>
0: I I like that. I think, you know, we think of cooking as either, (laughs) maybe this is just me and I don't know what's coming out of my mouth, but um, you kind of think of cooking as, you know, it's kind of boring or it's elaborate and there's not much in between, Mm -hmm. but a normal cooking for most people is a mix of, of everything, you know, convenience, um, those staples, and then having days where you have time and the energy and the ingredients to get creative and Mm. that's life.
1: Yeah. And there's always little things you can do to spice it up. Like when I have my staples, there's always, uh, we kind of talked about it earlier, but I love veggies and I love fruit. So I can always, whatever's in season, I like to have that on hand. So that kind of helps make it a little bit more fun or, um, experimenting with new snacks. I like, snacking, going to Trader Joe's, and candy-wise, they have these strawberry licorice things uh, that one okay. of my friends had at a game night, and I, every time I buy them, I send her a picture of them, because I'm like, I don't know what you did to me, but I always have to buy these. <laughs> thank you, thank you, friend. <laughs> yes, they're so good, they're just different, and then um. they have some blue, so these corn tortilla chips that are super good, and all their salsas. I will they're say that's one of my Favorite things like I like having s- good snacks on hand because they're super easy to switch up. And so things like salsas at Trader Joe's—they have so many different flavors—or places like Sprouts. I don't know if they have sprouts everywhere in the country, but they have at least on the West Coast. Yeah, okay, for sure. Yeah, Sprouts—they have a lot of different types of salsas. So that's something I like to have on hand because I can always eat that with some tortilla chips. Or I love putting it on tacos if I make them or lettuce wraps or really anything that's something that can make it more fun. Mm-hmm. And Trader Joe's has a lot of good different types of salsa.
0: Yeah. And you brought up or you, you talked about staples before. I think salsa is a really great staple to have on hand because it adds a lot of flavor yep. without any effort.
1: Yeah, for sure. That's I think great. Trader Joe's has good, Our my freezers kind of small and I share it with a roommate. And so I don't always have as much room to fill it with freezer stuff, but I have a new appreciation for things that come in the freezer that are still like good and fancy. I think when we think freezer meals, it's or things from your freezer, it's always, I think of like, I don't know, pizza rolls and things that are kind of generic and meh, Mm -hmm. but they have pretty exciting stuff there. Like I got this cauliflower nochi. Is that how you say that? Oh yeah. Gnocchi. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Thank you. No, you're fine. I feel like I've had
0: it. I yeah, don't know no, where no. I learned it, but I've had to talk to a few people about that. Well, I'm
1: <laughs> you're the expert. So I'm glad you're here. Uh, I'm glad
0: that's one that I know. I don't know how to pronounce a lot of things. But.
1: Oh, there you go. Things like that or like uh, eggplant, Parmesan kind of things yeah, that, that are so good. exciting they are still super easy.
0: Yeah, totally. And like, yeah, like you said, there, there's kind of a negative connotation with freezer meals And Mm -hmm. there doesn't need to be, there's so many options out there and it's so easy. And there are some great, like great tasting options out there too. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So kind of on this track of tips, um, we're about out of time. Unfortunately, I don't want to make, let this go too, too long, but (laughs) how about you share a couple of your favorite or helpful food hack or cooking hacks with us to
1: kind of close this up? Yeah. Um, I will say I'm not an expert and I'm still learning myself, but I know, as for, we all
0: are, which is fine.
1: yeah. And I'm sure I'll learn more things as I go. But for me, it kind of comes back to, again, I, I don't want to set an unrealistic expectation for myself where ideally I'd go online and find all these recipes and buy, you know, the, all the ingredients and go home and make them. I'm, more comfortable with my schedule and with my lifestyle right now, buying, you know, a core set of recipes and then having more fun with those. So a lot of times what I like to do is have a themed week or something. I will buy, for example, if I want to have a Mexican themed week, I'll buy maybe some frozen, like shredded chicken or, or with some fun salsa, some tortillas, some tortillas, some lettuce, different things like that. And I can combine those to make a taco salad one, one night and then tacos one night. And then maybe I could put that chicken on some zucchini noodles or something another night, but having the same core ingredients, but mixing them up each night throughout the week to make different meals, I think is helpful for me. Um, things like sheet pan meals are good too. And being able to keep those leftovers throughout the week and again, putting them over rice or putting them over noodles or eating them plain, putting them in a tortilla and using those different food vehicles to switch them up each night, I think is uh, a good way to keep it fresh. And then again, I think just not being afraid to, switch things up. That if I have a recipe that I want to try using the things that I have on hand and not being afraid to just experiment because it's just me. And so this is the time for me to, you know, it's okay if one night I make something and it doesn't turn out really well, or maybe it will turn out really well, but I'm still learning. And I think it's just fun to be able to use what I have on hand and not stress too much about how fancy it is. But be able to get a little bit more creative with the things that I make just using the ingredients that I have on hand.
0: That's so great. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And I think, I think those are really helpful uh, tactics to plan meals. Like you said, you know, having a theme, that means that you don't have to think too hard about each of your meals Mm -hmm. and you can just, you know, I mean, you can kind of just play with it and that gives you space to do that, which is, which I, is fun for me. And I, am guessing it is for you, but it also means that you're not like wasting those ingredients. Cause when you're cooking for one, it's going to take you,
1: that's the hardest thing. Yeah.
0: yeah, It's going to take you three to four meals to eat up a full recipe of food or of mm-hmm. a, a full recipe. And so, you know, I mean, it's so, it's easy to get like baglo- backlogged with whatever ingredients or letting them go bad. But if you have a theme, you're going to be eating those similar ingredients through the week and then you're not
1: going to let those yeah, go bad. It's not like you're reheating and having to eat exactly the same thing every night, but honestly things like tortillas and lettuce wraps, like those just help you switch it up a little. Any last wisdom or things that you've learned? Oh. Um, Not necessarily, I guess, just honestly, like we talked about before, I think that hit me as we were talking about it, not setting unrealistic expectations for yourself and being willing to be flexible with yourself and knowing that there's going to be times where you can have a little bit more fun and try some new things and get a little bit fancier, but knowing it's okay when there's nights that you just want to come plop home on the couch and have some cereals. (laughs) It's okay to have that balance because I think I like, I don't like looking at, you know, cooking for one as being depressing. I think sometimes it has the connotation that it's depressing, but Mm. I like looking at it that I am grateful that I can be so flexible and try new things and that I, you know, am able to just kind of live through those seasons and be able to, try new things, not have any other expectations on myself.
0: Eating by yourself most nights, some nights, cooking for one, like on maybe on paper might look a little bit depressing, but there's a lot of benefits to it. And there's a lot of ways to make it really work for you yeah. and make it super easy. So and and if you're depressed about
1: cooking for one, just call me, invite me over. I'll come, I'll come eat anything people make. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Just, stay, just let me know if it turns into, you know, movie night food for me like that's perfect i'll be there
0: (laughs) yeah yeah or we should start like a virtual supper club i actually have thought about that i don't know how how like logistically it would work but maybe you know maybe maybe we'll figure it out well thanks again for joining me miranda thanks so much for listening to the table for one podcast with the talk to you next week